Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's happening, people? And welcome to this week's episode of It's All Black Academic with your host, myself, Jordan Jarrett Bryan. Now, another reminder for all of our socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. If you're not following us on any of those outlets, please do so right now. And while you're doing that, you might as well join us on our page here or our channel here, even Black Academic TV. Click the button and you will get weekly content from the Black Academic TV crew. Join the conversation on the comments below. Let us know what you think about any of our debates today or even previous weeks as well. I mean, and get involved. Also, one reminder, we are now a podcast. So if podcasts are more your thing, check us out there on the Acast app. Download the app and you can find us via the search option there. Right. So this week on the show, I want to have a discussion and a debate with my panel here about what it's like being mixed race and the dating experience. To do so, I've got here Andy Commons. I've got here Misha Fraser Carroll and I've got Carice Hollett here. Thank you for joining me, guys. Thank you very much for coming on the pod. Thank you. Um, so I was first triggered to do this debate because we had a guest on a previous show, uh, Natalie Morris, a debate we had around, um, the greatest black athletes of all time. And she made the really interesting point about being a mixed race person. She was quite conflicted in terms of who you can, who you almost belong to in terms of you're not black and you're not white. So there's a, there's a kind of disconnect and a discomfort in terms of what you are seen as. And it kind of got me thinking. And then someone else mentioned about the experience of being mixed race and dating. And that's something that obviously I don't know about. So I thought, okay, there's something in there. I want to have a discussion about that. I will start uh, with you, Carice. Talk to me about your experiences of being someone who's mixed race and dating. Has it been a positive one? Has it been a completely different one to something of someone who's black or white or of one ethnicity? Um, I've had a really positive experience with dating. Um, I'm attracted to my type is black men. Mm -hmm. So that's who I date. Um, the last 10 years, I've had great experiences. Um, I don't believe that anyone has um, been colorist or chosen me because I'm light skin. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that they've chosen me because they like the person I am. Um, and I've had great experiences. Have you ever had any negative experience because you're mixed race? Not from men. Interesting. From okay. women. Go on. But not from, um, there's that, that, the judgment, isn't it? You're light skin. That's why guys like you. Um, if you were dark skin, you wouldn't be as attractive. Guys wouldn't be as attracted to you. Mm -hmm. Um, that was in kind of like the younger years and, 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't really care anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't really listen to it. But Mm -hmm. it can. It does have an effect, especially in your formative years. And then you can start to think, I'm just a pretty face mm-hmm. because I'm light-skinned, mm-hmm. which is absolutely nonsense. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, Amisha, is that an experience that you can relate to? Or what's, what's it been like for you yeah. in the whole dating and relationship world, being someone mixed race? I've also had a largely um, positive experience, but at the same time have encountered being fetishized as well. Um, for example, especially when I was younger in school, I remember more on more than one occasion people saying things like, um, oh, you should like go and talk to that guy. Like apparently he, he loves mixed race girls. Okay. Or he always goes out with mixed race girls, um, which is so specific. Yep. Um, and these were always white men as well. Uh, but so it's got you there. Do you think that's any different to someone saying to a black woman, go and talk to that black guy, you two will get along well. Is that any different, mm-hmm. do you think, to anybody else? I think it is different because I think when you're, I still don't really agree with that as kind of a logic, like saying just because you're black, you both will get on and you should go out. No, 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 no. But I'm but, just going to find out if that's unique to yeah. being a mixed race. But then again, it's people kind of, um, that is people grouping two people who have a similar experience together. Or is it something quite different when someone points to a white man and says he loves mixed race girls? Okay, like I see I'm that as fetishizing. Okay, yeah. What about you, Andy? What's your experience being as, as, as a mixed race man and dating? Mm, um, yeah, I could, I've had a lot of experience with people fetishizing me mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, there are, in my experience, a lot of people who go for specifically mixed race men. Um, in my younger dating years, I've, I've fully taken advantage of that. Um, <laughs> which is fine if you, you know, you're just out and about having fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're looking for something a bit more deeper, you don't want someone who's just with you because you're mixed race. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think this, this is a different experience to, I mean, we've all heard of people that like black men, you know, black mm. men, if, if the people that aren't black. So, you know, my, my type is black men, even though I'm white or Chinese, whatever. Do you think that's a different type of, uh, I suppose, narrative than, than that? I think so. Yeah. I think being, um, well, in my own experience, being kind of half white as well, I think you're more socially accepted within 
different circles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, for someone bringing me home to say their white family, mm -hmm. um, I fit in, um, and I'm more accepted. Um, certainly it feels that way. Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, and what's the experience if you, I don't know if you have, but if you've gone home to a partner's black family, is that experience a significantly different, different one? Um, yeah, you, you find the same kind of prejudice on both sides. Okay. So for, for a black family, I'm not sometimes not black enough, you know, mm. they want their, they want their, you know, daughter to be with someone who's black fully. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you, you mentioned earlier on that it's, it's mainly white men that you find, um, are attracted to you or have been in your past. Is that, is that the only one? No, I don't think one. so. Oh, sorry. So I, I thought you <laughs> mentioned that the white men. So who, who are the people no. that tend to, was that, was that you that said yeah. that? Yeah. Sorry. Um, why is it that you think white men more than black men are attracted to mixed race people or you being mixed race? I don't know if I would say I experience it more from white men, but the spaces that I've occupied, I was, for example, I went to Cambridge University, which is incredibly white. Mm -hmm. My school was also majority white. Mm -hmm. I've definitely experienced more of that kind of fetishization from white men, just because that's who I've been surrounded by. Uh, but I think there is also a temptation to people often frame mixed race people as being sort of exotic. Mm. And yeah. even like yeah. one of the first what questions, are you? exactly. One of the first <laughs> questions race. you often get as like a chat up line is like, Oh, tell me about your mix. Yeah. I get that, <laughs> get that all the time. Um, and I'm just factually relaying to someone where I'm from <laughs> and unaware that, that that's kind of how they're trying to chat you up. And I think that happens quite a lot. People want to know about your mix. Um, and people see you as like interesting mm -hmm. because of it, just by virtue of where your parents are from. And I'm like, yes, it is interesting, but there's more to <laughs> more that. Than that. Yeah. yeah. That should be question number two. Um, when I was younger and I was at school, mm. there was this kind of uh, perception amongst mixed race girls that they think they're too nice. They think, you know, she's mixed race, she's fair skin, she thinks she's too nice. Yeah. Is that something that you experienced from, from men when, when you were younger? Um, Yes, I've experienced that from men when I was younger, um, mm. but I stay away from those type of men. Okay. I don't need that kind of energy mm. around me. And, um, and I don't think, I was thinking about this, I don't think light-skinned people think they're too nice. I think the issue is, is that as we go through life, especially in our formative years, we don't actually know where we fit because we're, a bit, we're too light to be black, mm -hmm. we're too dark to be white mm. and, and experience, you know, the the white supremacy. So we kind of fit in that other box. Mm -hmm. So what happens is we tend to kind of back away and we become less trusting of people because eventually what happens is they will remind us that we are not black enough or we are not white enough. Mm -hmm. So we, we can become a bit um, elusive and that may seem to come across as though we think we're too nice, but it's, it's not very nice when you're not quite sure where you fit. Where's your crew? Mm -hmm. Where's, you know, and when you do mix with other mixed race people, mm -hmm. it's not just a straight mix of black and white. It can be Cuban and Indian or, mm -hmm. you know, so even when you are with your other mixed race people, mm -hmm. you're still never really the same. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know that I've just learned to, shot off from anyone mm. who comes with that kind of prejudice, stupid prejudice. It's like, you know, me saying to somebody, um, you're so, you're so dark skinned, but you've got such nice hair. Where are you from? Mm. You know, and it's, it's really, really narrow minded mm -hmm. and, um, you must hate white people. 
you know yeah. because it's just yeah. it's, it's really dumb questions yeah, but when yeah. it's focused on a light light skin person it's seen as okay it's accepted, I think, yeah. it's accepted and it's it shouldn't be it's interesting what you said about the formative years because i think um obviously you handled it the way you did but i think some people when they get attention from say a girl gets attention from black guys white guys um a lot of a lot of people see mixed race uh, as a trophy so if someone mm. gets attention from all sides that can go to your head in your formative years i think that's where some of the you know she thinks she's too nice comes from because for some people it does go to their head they are getting attention from everywhere from every angle and maybe don't uh, <clears throat> handle it as well as you i think if or um, in a different way that you you know you handled it yeah but it's as a, it's really important, especially, you know, I can't speak as the man, but it's really important to know who you are as a woman, because if you are experiencing attention from all different types of men, because you are seen as exotic and you kind of fit in everywhere, mm. um, you can, it can go to your head. But then, like you said, when you get older, you want something a little bit more meaningful mm -hmm. and you want somebody to love you for, as cliche as that, your heart, mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. mind, mm -hmm. what you bring to the table, you know, mm -hmm. can you have a decent conversation? Mm -hmm. So I, my daughter is very fair. Her father's black, but she's as fair as me. So mm -hmm. she looks, you know, like she's mixed race. Um, but I've always tried to install in her. She gets a lot of attention, but I've always tried to install in her. If a man is in interested in you because of your looks, then it's the wrong kind of foundation. Mm -hmm. You have to build the friendship. And maybe many years ago, that wasn't really encouraged mm. um, because, you know, what have we, when did uh, black people come into the into England, really, in what, 1960s? Yeah, it's a kind of new thing. It's so a new now thing. we're looking kind of back. Um, right. And I, I guess, well, my age group, but we're like the first generation of yeah. mixed race. Um, so for me personally, the attention did go to my head and, you know, I had fun with it. So, so if you're honest, you at some point did think you're too nice because of the attention. <laughs> but, 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 I'm just being honest. I, I, did you at some point yeah. think, you know what, I'm getting yes, attention. Yes, yeah. when maybe, I, maybe I, was, I am quite no, You know what, when I'm I was 18, it. 19, 20, yeah, I thought oh, I'm, just, I'm the shit. Yeah. Um, and made the most of it at the time, mm. you know, young man having fun. Mm -hmm. But it's not, it's not sustainable. And yeah, as you get older and as you look back, you, you know, more. you want something, you want more. And you don't want someone who's with you just because of what you look I like. Look, yeah. yeah. Um, Misha, you work in the media. What role does television and mainstream media, what role do they play in kind of putting people who are mixed race or fair skinned on a pedestal? Mm. You know, a lot of singers, actresses. Th there's a lot of people from that I'm I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. I'm sorry. I'm really bored of this. And I, I, what Beyonce's father came out and said, you know, because of the internalized colorism or something, he, that's why he picked Beyonce's mother because she looked white and therefore she was more attractive. That's and what he said. That's what he said. And then, um, would Beyonce be as famous if she was darker skinned? No, she wouldn't. And it's absolute nonsense. And it's right. like light skinned people can't speak out about this because we're then seen to be, um, divisive or something mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know um or how dare you even have an opinion you've got you, you're privileged because well, you're I, was gonna, skin. I was gonna ask next do, do you feel there is a privilege that comes with being fairer skinned <laughs> <laughs> i'm just you know because some people would say some people would put the argument forward that if you are fairer skinned compared to someone who is darker skinned the industry music fashion film media will veer towards the person who is fairer skinned um don't agree with that yeah i I agree with it to a certain point. Mm -hmm. When is that 
because but of your looks or because of your your culture you might just fit in that room because well the argument that Carice made there there was the, the Beyonce argument was that if she was dark skinned mm. would she have had the career she's had yeah. now we obviously never know that but the argument from a lot of dark skinned people has always been probably not would Bruno mm. Mars have you know, there's so many darker skin R&B yeah. artists that haven't had the career that they're doing the same music as he's doing. So I'm just putting it out there. Is that a fair, legitimate question to ask? Is there a privilege that comes with being fairer skinned? There is a privilege that comes with being lighter skinned because we live in a white supremacy. Mm -hmm. The white man rules. So if you are closer to his toned skin, you're going to get certain doors open for you, which are which a darker skinned person wouldn't. Mm. That doesn't mean that a light skinned person is thinks they're too nice, mm. or doesn't mean that a light skinned person doesn't have uh, an opinion on how they should be treated, or a light skinned person isn't discriminated against. Mm -hmm. That's the issue, I think. Okay. Um, I think light skinned people are very aware that it's easier for them to fit in, mm -hmm. um, but. Because of that, it's like light-skinned people can't speak. You don't know about the issues that, that black people faced. You're too light-skinned. You know, you know, how can you even understand our troubles? Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think that's fair because being light-skinned comes with its own stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um, just even earlier on, what group do we f identify ourselves with? Mm. You know, it's like you tick the other box. Yeah. Um, a lot of those, a lot of those, issues. a lot of forms. There is not a box. There's not an appropriate box. You just have to tick the closest box. Yeah, there's not what always. Box do you tick? Um, it's different on it each form. Depend on who, yeah. What it's for. I mean, sometimes there's the exact box. You know, British, um, British West Indian or British. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but often the box is other. So that, that question was for you. Sorry, because you you, you work in the media. No, 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 no. This is fine. But you work in the media. Is is. Is Karis correct in that it's it's a narrative it's, that isn't really fair and shouldn't be perpetuated? I think it's important to acknowledge that it is a different experience mm -hmm. being fairer skinned. And I think there are definitely privileges that come with that because proximity to whiteness in terms of how you look. And I think not even just skin color, but also like features. Mm -hmm. Like I always think of, um, I think it was Iman, uh, the model who was said that she was so successful because she looked like, quote, a white girl dipped in chocolate. Um, mm -hmm. And I think when we look at the features that are privileged, the skin colors that are privileged, often those things are informed mm -hmm. by whiteness. But I think similarly, like Reese was saying, it's important to acknowledge that it's just a different experience. I think that's one thing that I found from being mixed race is often from um, my black family, I have sometimes felt a bit shut out from the fact that mm -hmm. I can't understand the experiences that they've had and felt a bit like, where is my place? And have you mentioned that before? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's something that particularly my mum is very aware of. Um, and I think I've really found that place with my siblings. Mm -hmm. I think my siblings are the people who best understand. Is, is your mum mixed as well? My mum is um, half black and half Indian. So your mum understands black. that perspective more, I think. So it's maybe easier for you to have yeah. a conversation because she's mixed. She completely gets, you know, that kind of whole not fitting in mm -hmm. either camp. So mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that's why it's... Yeah. So do, do, does your... Your, does your family have a particular opinion on the kind of woman they would like you to be with or have issues with the kind of women that you like? Um, no, no. And do you care if they would? Not at all. Not at all. I think one of the, one of the benefits of, of being mixed race is, you know, where, where you might not fit into, um, to either side completely, mm. you end up just forming your own narrative 
and not really caring what other people think. So I, you know, I don't judge anybody on their, on their color. And, you know, if you're judging me on my color or lack of it, then that's your problem, not my mm -hmm. problem. What about your family? Did they have issues with the kind of men that you liked? Yeah. They did? Yeah. My father, my father's white mm -hmm. and he um, would prefer me to date a white man. And I assume <laughs> you push back on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I push back on that. Um, I, when asked why, he said because I'd have lighter skinned children mm -hmm. um, who would be able to do better in society. Okay. My mother is she's black woman. Um, she just wants she just wants me to meet anyone, whether it be Indian, Chinese, black. But she just wants me to be happy. happy. Mm, I Which think is that's the right attitude to yeah. have. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that touched on something really interesting as well. That is a narrative that I heard in my own family, um, more from like my nanny and like her generation, is that having mixed race children is like a means of like social mobility. Like it makes you the opportunities that you have better in life. And but does it? I think it's the wrong way of looking at it. I think we should look at changing society to make it more equal and make it more fair. Rather than fit into what society wants. Yeah, yeah I think it's a really strange like concept. It's, it's very odd because, you know, in the working world, I'm still seen as a black woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of that, there are certain doors that are closed to me. So it's like, it's, it's really unfair for a, a black person to say, or darker skinned mm -hmm. than me, to say certain doors are more easily opened. Mm -hmm. I get more opportunity That's when I know I don't mm -hmm. actually, because ultimately I will always be the black woman. Mm. And I think that's a like central thing to being mixed as well is that not everyone will see you as mixed. And especially like absolutely the US yeah. media, when we talk about the role of the media, the US media rarely ever talks about people being mixed race or biracial. Often they're just racialized as yeah. black. It's like the one yeah. drop rule thing. Um, yeah. And I think so often we are just seen as, as being black mm -hmm. rather yeah. than being mixed. And we're seen as confused. Like we don't know who we are. And you got to, you got, you know, mixed race people have had a lot of, um, discrimination placed on them and we can't ever talk about it because it's, we're just not allowed. Um, you know, we used to be called mulattoes and, and you know, mm. it's, it's so disgusting. Um, but yet we're never allowed to speak about it or say anything. It's all about, you know, dark skin girls matter. And what about light skin girls? How are they feeling? How do they feel in society? So this is interesting to me. This is kind of part, part of why I wanted to do this debate because it, it, this is a forum where hopefully you do feel you can express that frustration that you can't openly talk about the difficulties that you go through, which are different and not necessarily better or worse, but different to a black person. So this mm -hmm. is interesting for me to hear as well. And when I was younger as well, I wish to hear people talk about wanting, you know, fairer skin babies. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want a nice mocha baby. How as mixed race people mm -hmm. does that make you feel? I think it's so weird that mixed babies are used as this like symbol of greatness something. and like yeah. beautiful. Like even I remember because I, I studied mixedness um, when I was studying race and sociology at uni um, and I found there were like loads of Instagram accounts and stuff that are like literally dedicated to mixed race babies wow. and people will just comment and be and like the caption will be what the mix is mm -hmm. and everyone will be like oh Blasian or whatever mm -hmm. like this is like such a cool mix and it seems like such a strange like these are people. And, it, sorry, go on, go on. and so often it is like children and babies that we're looking at yeah. in such a way. And it's like, these grow up to be, they're, they're people. Yeah. They're not just their mixes. I think that's a good thing though. You think? Yeah. Um, because it, they're being celebrated. Um, there's nothing wrong with celebrating a mix. 
of a race. But what I'm talking about is there'll be there'll be girls in particular that I know, and I think it was mainly white girls that would seek out a black man for the sole reason of have, wanting to have a mixed race a mixed baby. Race baby. Yeah, absolutely. You think that's a good thing? Um, I don't think it's a good thing. Um, I don't think a white woman will be able to identify with the struggles of a black man. Um, so that's why I don't think it's a good thing. Mm. And I do think it's a form that you're using. Mm -hmm. Um, but if the, if a black man wants to be with that white woman, mm -hmm. then so be it. Um, what's wrong with that? And they produce a beautiful baby. I mean, God, it's, it's a good thing, but it's for the wrong reasons. Go on. So, you know, uh, a white person dating a, a black person just to have a mixed race baby. Yes, a mixed race child is, you know, usually, you know, beautiful baby, whatever, but for the, for what, for what reason? Just mm -hmm. to, you know, have a bit of color in your family mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. just because you want your baby to be a different color or, you know, seen as more cute because mm -hmm. it's a certain color. Mm -hmm. it's, it's for the wrong reason. And just super briefly, do you get the same looks in the streets by people when you're with your white or black partner in the same way that I reckon a black man and a white woman, even still today, get those looks. Do you guys get, oh, what's, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Do, yeah. do you get that as well? Not, not so, for me, not so much, um, these days, but when I was younger, certainly a lot more. So if, um, for example, I've had, um, a group of black girls, um, giving dirty looks to a white girlfriend that mm -hmm. I'm with. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So, mm -hmm. but not so much nowadays. Mm. Use yourself or do, do you, um, looks. I, I don't, I feel like I don't pay attention, but I have been approached before, approached by an older black man when I was with my white ex-boyfriend, um, who said, why are you with him? Mm -hmm. Like, I think the phrase he used was like, you should change your skin, <laughs> something oh, like wow, that. Wow. He, he said like, you should change your skin. Why are you with him? You, you know, you're, you're an African sister. Um, why are you with a white man? Um, and it was a bit rambling, but that, that was the, the tone of it. It is the final question to you. Did you find the tension more so from black people or from white people when you were dating black men that you were with? Um, black people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, women. Black women. Black okay. women. Um, but then I, f I find when I'm with a white man, mm -hmm. whether I'm dating or just going out, mm -hmm. you know, for coffee or something, um, white people are more receptive to me. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. as well. Yeah. More doors open for you. Yes, they do. Yeah. I, I, I could go to certain restaurants and the doors open. Literally yeah. the doors open for you. <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> yeah. You know, have a good seat in the restaurant. And well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, it there's different, different. definitely a difference yeah. when you're dating a white person to a, to a black person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, that I have found, especially if you go to nice restaurants, you get a pass. Treated. Yeah. Yeah. You get a pass. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And that gives you an insight to... Who um, thinks what? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah, guys, that's great. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Uh, subscribe to the channel once again. We are, are here on Blackademic TV, all of our socials. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next week, peace. Okay, so I'm joined by one of our panelists, Misha, to find out who you feel is underrated or overrated it can be a person it can be a thing or it could be a period in time go so this is going to be controversial go on we love controversy but this is just my personal taste mm -hmm. of black panther okay i didn't enjoy it i really didn't enjoy it i think 
for me, it comes down to the fact that I don't really like superhero, Marvel, like all of that kind of universe stuff. I mm-hmm. just don't really understand it. Okay. Um, and I couldn't follow what was going on. But I think as a cultural artifact, mm-hmm. it's so important. It's important that it happened. The fact that it's a narrative that centers black people and mm-hmm. like, it, I think it subverts a lot of tropes that mm-hmm. we see with black people on screen. But I just could not follow what was going on. Do you know of any other black or mixed race people that didn't like it as well? Or are you are you the only person you know that didn't? Nah, not for so me. So I went to see it with a big group of us. I was actually at the UK premiere okay. with Gaudem and everyone else loved it. Yeah. Everyone else really, really loved it. Yeah. And I don't think I've spoken to another black person who has said that they hated it. Mm-hmm. Um... But that's the thing. I feel like it's it's like the thing to love. Well, I was going to ask: Do you find? Do you think that a lot of black people, a lot of mixed race people, it was a bit of bandwagon jumping, and maybe were frightened to kind of say, "Actually, I didn't like it," or more than that, didn't actually think it was good for the culture. But because you didn't want to be that one person that was shot down, went along with, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it." Yeah, maybe possibly. And I think there are also a number of things going on with releases like this. Firstly, that so much money goes into them, like all of these huge, big budget Hollywood films, Mm. I think you can kind of, with all of the special effects and all the costuming Mm. and stuff like that, there is a lot of hype. It makes you want to like it. Secondly, I think in terms of black people being represented on screen, we don't get a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So I think there can be an element of like, we take what we can get. And that is a really, it is a huge deal. It it rarely happens. It's like Crazy Rich Asians was a huge deal Mm -hmm. for East Asian people in Hollywood. Um, And I also think... Yeah, things blow up on Twitter, don't they? Yeah. You know, like it had a lot of online there hype was. and a lot of anticipation as well. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was bad. Just for me, it's like it not my cup of tea. Um, and like maybe just slightly overhyped. Interesting, interesting. So if there was a Black Panther 2, which I think there's talk of it making. Oh, there's going to be, isn't <laughs> you dre- You're dreading the, the hype machine kicking in again. I love to read people's takes mm-hmm. about Films like that. I feel like I'll read about it, but I don't know if I'll go and sit in the cinema for okay. like two and a half hours. I might get it on the release, maybe. Yeah. On, on, the, on the DVD, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> don't maybe. Know, Do you me. like it? Um, so I'm not a big film person, first of all. Oh, really? I'm not into It was the first Marvel film that I ever... I'm going to give a secret away now. When I first heard about Black Panther being made, this was maybe two years ago... I thought it was a film about the Black Panther movement. So I no, but that, I think they're trying to reference it. I think they are trying to reference it. And it wasn't until literally the film came out, I was like, Marvel? What are you talking about Marvel? What are you on about? And they were yeah. like, it's a Marvel. I've never seen a Marvel film in my life. I'm not into comics and Marvel. So it was, this mm-hmm. was the first and only Marvel film I've ever seen. Yeah. Up until recently, I thought it was about the Black Panther movement. So I thought, shame. Were you having conversations about it with people? There was, one awkward, there, was one, there was one conversation was quite awkward where somebody was saying, talking about it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it dawned on me, hang on, I'm talking about two different things here. Oh, so no. that was quite embarrassing. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I actually did think it was a good film. And that comes from someone that A, is not really big into films, mm. and B, has no interest in Marvel. I didn't know the backstory or where it, I didn't know anything yeah. about it. But I thought it was a good film. Do you I, like action, though? I don't like gratuitous action. So things like Fast and Furious, I've never seen any of them and I won't because fast cars and jumping off cliffs and buildings and explosions, explosions just don't do it for me. I don't, it's yeah. just, it's just gratuitous action for action's sake. So that sort of thing just doesn't do it for me. But I do think this was done quite well. I did, mm-hmm. I did, I didn't like it, love it as much as 
other people loved it. Yeah. But it's a film that if I if I went to, if I if it came on TV, I'd watch it a second time. I wouldn't be like nah. In a way that I think you might swerve. I would it. flick the challenge. You'd flick, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would watch it again, but I wouldn't be. See, it's not in my top ten films of all time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Sort of thing. So. Yeah, and a landmark. I think we will look back on it as a landmark I agree. release. I agree. I agree. That's great. Controversial, but very interesting. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers you. That. Thank you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.